Well, how's it going, shipmates? We made it to the end of 2023. Out of today's December 31st, as I'm recording this, it's currently in the morning, right here in snowy Chicago. What a wonderful winter wonderland we have here. And I'm so happy that you're joining me. There's so many places you could be donating your ear holes to right now, and you're going to allow us to fill them for a little while. I don't know if we'll go 30 minutes, just a little bit, however long that may be, to get out some really cool information. I didn't even plan on talking about this. That's how cool that these dividend stocks can kind of just sneak up on you when you least expect it, and they just grab you. And they're force-feeding dividends down your throat. No, we were eating. We were eating dinner. Anyway, by the way, if this is your first time, your first go-around on the podcast here, hey, how's it going? My name is Russ. I am a welder that is passionate about passive income. I got a little old newsletter, which this will be a little bit repetitive of, so click the link below if you want to receive that newsletter every weekend. It's free, fantabulous, and fun. And by the way, Uh, As I also did a new video, the long-awaited video that uh, my wife had been pushing me to do for quite some time is if my teenage daughters needed to know what to do, what I would want them to know and do, what would they do, uh, what would I want them to put their money into, how would I want them to invest, a little bit of the psychology of it, and that's what I did. I made the video just for them. It's up. It's live on YouTube. And I hope you enjoy it. If you got some young people, maybe there's a few things in there that will uh, get them going as well and get them to understand why we do what we do, right? We're investing. All that investing is is to lay money out now to hopefully get more money back later. Like That's it. That's the whole point of investing. And there's so many ways to do that. As Warren fondly says, there's more than one way to financial heaven. Whatever helps you sleep well at night, Whatever that looks like to you, I don't know. For me, it's predominantly building out passive income, but we're learning, we're growing, we're evolving. I'm currently going through, and I might start sharing it in in an email every time I find a couple of them. I'm going through all the publicly traded stocks, ruling out ETFs, ruling out SPACs, and the biopharma penny stocks, if it's a pharmaceutical penny stock. Not interested because they are just all story stocks mostly. They're going to cure this, that, the other thing. Some of them do work, but most of them, they just raise cash and they burn that cash trying to find out a cure for cancer or whatever degenerative disease that you may have. And they're just burning your cash if you buy shares, diluting the shareholder. But then, hey, some of them, it's that it's like a scratch-off ticket, right? Most of them are going to go right in the garbage, but occasionally you get a scratch-off you might pay 2 bucks for, and it's worth $250. And when that happens, you know, it's rare. It's hard to plan on. You don't know which of these drugs and the companies are going to work. So we're ruling out those, trying to focus on businesses that are growing their profits, growing their margins, have a high return on equity, return on invested capital. We'd like to see higher ownership in the business. And we're just looking for really good investment opportunities and not even necessarily do they have to pay a dividend. We would prefer it. Those are more of the stable, growing, uh, not growing. Those are more of the stable, grown-up is what I wanted to say, businesses. And we're sharing them. I'm putting them all into a spreadsheet. And I've shared them a few on the live stream, which, by the way, 
Uh, my wife Jenna is going to join me here in a little bit. We're going to do a live stream together and answer almost anything. You know, we're not going to answer any like sexual questions or anything like that. So I want to say, ask us anything. You know, you can ask us anything, but we might not answer everything. But anyway, so speaking of my wife Jenna, what did she do last night? Well, she made us dinner, quesadillas, homemade guac. You got to have the guac. Homemade guacamole uh, for us for dinner time. What we were eating with my Cheerins, my two little teenage Cheerins, the baby Cheerins that are not so much babies. Now they're just moody, moody Cheerins. <laughs> they're almost adults. But anyways, so she made us dinner and we we're eating the dip. And I noticed there was a brown bag that was face down and we were pulling the tortilla chips out of it, the white corn tortilla chips. Usually... We have El Milagro brand. El Milagro, which means the miracle. It's a translation into uh, English, right? Spanish to English is El Milagro and vice versa. It's, you know, strike that, reverse it. It's the miracle. Willy Wonka, there you go, you little shout. We did see Willy Wonka, by the way. Funny, his mother in the story gave him the first golden ticket. And it made me think of the golden ticket in our own way and I don't want to spoil it for you, but I kind of played off of it. And it says it's not about the money. It's about who you spend it with. That's being wealthy is who you spend your money with. Because if you just are Scrooge McDuck and you have a pile of cash and you're by yourself, you go swimming. Well, that would, you know, I always thought of that as a kid. When you watch, remember Scrooge McDuck, when he'd do the high dive head first into the pile of coins, I was thinking like that would probably be certain death. That would be at least... A, a traumatic neck and or brain injury. Uh, but he's, uh, there he is. You know, that's, we suspend reality. So anyways, that's uh, back to what we were talking about on track. What we're eating is the uh, El Milagro tortilla chips we usually eat. But this time around, there was a brown bag face down. They were pretty tasty, pretty good. I flipped it over and it's Santitas brand. I had never heard of Santita. So asked her, Yo, wife, hey. I was like, hey, yo, what's the deal with the Sintitas brand here, huh? <laughs> Where's the miracle chips? But anyway, yeah, and people are like, wait, what? You just said it like you were in New York? No. Oh, no, I didn't, listener. We do these things around here. But she said, well, husband, dear husband of mine, I was at the store and saw these on sale. I had never heard of them. Thought we would give them a try. So there we are, as a family, trying them out. And I thought they were pretty good. I didn't knock your socks off, but they were good enough. And I had to, you know, the ever-inquisitive little devil that I am, I had to flip the bag over and see who made it. And wouldn't you know, lo and behold, it was Frito-Lay Incorporated. Frito-Lay North America, colloquially known as FLNA if you read annual reports and things. But anyways, Frito-Lay is a division of PepsiCo, right? It's not just any division. It's their most profitable division, according to their 2022 annual report, which if you, you know, you want to have an hour or two to look through it, I'll leave it below. But it's right at the top, uh, the financial highlights. We shared it in the newsletter. But Frito-Lay North America checked in with 44% operating profit in 2022 of core division operating profit, 44%. The next closest was PepsiCo Beverages North America, or colloquially known 
as PBNA, 19%. That was the next closest. So you can see just how much of a juggernaut that Frito-Lay North America is for PepsiCo. And, you know, they have so many brands. And I think that a lot of the sweets is overdone. A lot of people that don't know, they think Pepsi, they see Pepsi, they think it's a sugar water business, right? They just make soda. Well, dear dividend investing listener, I'm here to tell you that they do not just make soda. And yes, we have weight loss drug headwinds hitting the market right now. I think it's a little overblown and we may even see more of a a shift from sweet foods to salty foods. Hey, PepsiCo's got you covered, right? Because you don't ever want to bet against the eating habit of the American consumer. I'm telling you right now, we know how to eat our food and we're going to eat it. And PepsiCo, as I punch my microphone, is leading uh, the charge with that. They're also leading and leaning into healthier products, lower no sugar, energy, protein, plant-based, things of that nature, trying to have a little bit of a better and more diverse brand. And I mean, like I said, there's, there is a link also below. Hope I remember all these links. If I don't, Hey, you know what, go sign up for the newsletter, get that. But they have brands that it's crazy. I didn't even know they had Cracker Jack. We got Aquafina, Bear, Brisk, Bubbly, Doritos, Cracker Jack, Chester's, Cheetos, Captain Crunch. I'm skipping over some here. Fritos, Funyuns, Gatorade is a big one. Grandma's Cookies, you got Lipton Tea, Life Water, Lay's, Jack Links. You got Menzanita Sol, right? That's our span. Miss Vicky's. It just, there's 60 plus brands. Ocean Spray, Muscle Milk, Pastoroni. You got Pearl Milling Company, which I think is Uncle Ben's. PepsiCo, Popcorners, Propel, Pure Leaf, uh, Rockstar, Rolled Gold. It's insane. Quaker. Who's going to compete with this? There's our Santitas. You got Smart Food, Sobe, Ruffles, Soda Stream, Starry. They have partnership with Starbucks that they make their drinks. Tostitos. Dude, they got all the Eatos. Cheetos, Tostitos, Fritos, Doritos. They have a they have cornered the market on the Eatos, Sun Chips even. It's it's pretty impressive. And when I look over that, it makes me think that if you were to start up a business that you wanted to compete with what PepsiCo does, how how would you do that? I I don't even know how you would just compete with with say Gatorade. We have brands that try, right? We've got one of the what is it, Logan Paul or Jake Paul? I get my Pauls mixed up. But they are competing with Gatorade for the Powerade, the energy drink, Powerade, Gatorade, all the aids, right? That's what is so hard to do is to take these giants down. And PepsiCo is a behemoth and we've seen them spend a lot of money. They look like they've had free cash flow issues as of late. And of course, you know me, I contacted customer, <laughs> not customer service. I contacted investor relations and they had said, hey, Russ, div, di, uh, of the Dapper Dividends brand, we, we ha- they didn't say that. We have been laying out a lot of money going heavy into trying to expand our reach and the products that we offer. So that's hopefully going to start recouping right now that we won't have to lay out as much of this money. So yeah, it's really interesting what PepsiCo is doing. And it was just completely out of the blue that this brand I had never heard of, never seen, found its way to our kitchen table 
And lo and behold, it was a PepsiCo product. And there may have been some reason to that on sale. Maybe they're trying to get them out. I I don't I could have looked. I don't know the story behind uh, Santitas. I don't know when they acquired them. I don't know if it's organic, like if they just created it. But either way, very cool. And PepsiCo right now, if you did not know, has about a 3% dividend yield. They raised the dividend 10% in February of 2023. So in the in the late winter here, we're going to have another dividend raise coming up. Why do I know that? Well, because it's been 51 consecutive years they've been raising that dividend. So you know they're going to hit 52. And I, I just, I think I've made myself hungry. I'm talking about all these chips and drinks and foods. And I've not been buying PepsiCo because it was a big position. And as it came down into the 150s, it got really close to our cost average or cost basis and we didn't buy more because we have a hundred shares as you you probably know I bought a share a week for a hundred weeks and I wish I kind of would have bought more earlier on so I think they're going to keep growing they're probably going to have better margins in 24 and in 25 one would hope and we'll see we'll see what's going to happen but what else did we do around here? Well, there's no news on Simply Safe this week to get to. Year end, I guess, things like that happen. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. But what we bought, I bought one more share of Vici Properties, ticker VICI at $31.99. A share of Realty Income, ticker O. <laughs> o. Uh, what movie was that? That's Office Space, I think, right? With the O face. Uh, <laughs> one share of Realty Income at $57.65. And then... I bought back our next star media covered call because man I, I'm getting a little little worried and I had to do some thinking. You know, we say that emotions override your logic and your rationality. Well, greed is last time I checked is an emotion and that emotion can override your rationality, which I think happened because if you remember, I sold the next star media covered call meaning that we don't want to get too deep in the weeds here on options, but in order to sell a covered call, you have to own 100 shares of the stock. That way, you sell a contract to somebody and they pay you a premium, which you keep right away. They pay you essentially for the privilege of being able to buy those shares at a certain price on a certain date. And if it is below that price, if it's a call, then... The contract expires worthless, you keep your 100 shares, but if it expires in the money, so we did one at $165 for Nexstar Media on January 19th, 2024. So if Nexstar on Friday, January 19th, closed at $165, that contract would execute, I would lose the 100 shares, I would be paid $16,500 for that. But the wrinkle is, if it were to close at just something crazy like 185, right? 185. Well, I'm going to miss out on $20,000 of gain and I would only get $165 per share. 
and the person who held that contract would be up about 20 grand. So that's, I don't care what anybody says. I know on X, a lot of people pushed options and they made all this money. They got the fire and the rocket ship emojis with options. Options are a gamble. And why is it a gamble? It's a gamble because you have to be right on two things. You have to be right on price and you have to be right on direction. And it's in a set amount of time. So there's a time limit to both price and direction. It's a gamble. It really is. Anything can happen. We don't know. Um, There are ways to obviously use options. You can do the reverse of a call and sell a put, meaning that, I don't know, if you wanted to buy PepsiCo at 50, or or, I'm sorry, Coca-Cola at $50 a share, you could sell a cash-secured put, meaning that you're saying, I would like to buy your 100 shares of PepsiCo at $50 a share. You have to have 5,000 bucks in your account in order to do that. And somebody will pay you for that premium. And why would they do that? Well, it's kind of protection for them. So if PepsiCo were to drop to $45 and you told them I'll pay you $50 a share, well, that's great for them because now they're getting $50 a share for something that's selling for $45. So either way, we could go on and on about it. But with this call option, I sold it about a week and a half ago. If memory serves, I received $4 per share. So $400 we received for the $165 call option on Nextstar Media. And It has been trading just sideways since then, completely sideways, meaning that it's looking for direction to either go way up or way down, I think. And so because it's been sideways, the closer you get to the 19th and it's not anywhere near that 165, last it was at like 157-ish, that there's a thing called time decay and the option will start gaining in value or dropping in value depending on which way the stock is moving. And it had been dropping in value. So remember we sold it for $4, 400 bucks. And when we last checked on Friday, yesterday, it was, or what's today? Geez, these days go by fast. It was a buck 75 per share or $175. So I ended up just saying, you know what, I'm not going to be greedy because if something crazy happens, Nextstar Media has a big announcement and it shoots up to $175 a share and never looks back, well, then that's bad for us, right? So I bought it back for uh, $1.75 per share, $175. So in total, after fees in less than two weeks, we received $223.68, which is a gain of 56%. And yeah, the one of the bad things about options contracts is that that's all short-term gain. So short-term capital gain, you have to pay more money. It's your ordinary income tax rate. So it's not tax favorable. And, you know, it's if you believe in the business and you want to hold something long-term and it's a core holding, which for me, Nextstar Media is, I mean, it doesn't kind of make sense. You're You're forfeiting the upside. You are literally saying, in this case, I'm saying to somebody, in the short term, I don't want to receive or I don't want any more than $165 a share on this stock. And I clearly think one day it will be around $200 a share. I don't know when. So either way, we just took the gain, 56% gain on the money. And it, it really is just sacrificing that upside 
for immediate and limited finite income because you're going to get that set amount. Now, yeah, some stocks have more volatility, meaning when share prices fluctuate a lot up or down in short periods of time, those stocks have a lot of, uh, it's gambling. They have a lot more premium. You're going to get more money to do that. So that's what we did with our next our media. So, you know, I've been really thinking about the calls and the options and things like that. And, and the point of it was, is that I got greedy. I saw that I could just get $400. I looked at the chart and I was, I was telling my buddies, Harris and uh, Harris Elliott from one penny at a time and Ryan Williams of retire with Ryan the which I'll have links below for that too. Good God, I hope I remember all these freaking links. If I don't, you have my deepest and sincerest apologies because uh, Papa here does a lot, and I don't have enough hours in the day, and I'm starting to run. I'm I'm limited on my memory space. I need an upgrade like I did with my laptop. But either way, I want to try to calm my emotions in 2024 be less emotional because as I said, emotions override rationality. And that's just not investing. If you're angry, if you're feeling lust or love or whatever emotion it could be, it will cloud your judgment and your rationality. So if we're not, if we're emotional, we can be sure that we're probably not thinking rationally and logically, which is not very good for decision making, right? So that's what I'm going to try and do is be more rational, logical, try to understand when I am emotional and wait for a period when the emotion has subsided a little bit. I think that's why Monish Pabrai always wants to sell and buy stock when the market is closed because when it's open and you see those numbers flittering around constantly up, down, up, down, up, 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 and now it's down. Oh, it's down a little bit. Now he doesn't do any of that. He just says, my one hard and fast rule I will not buy, I will not sell when the market is open. I only place buy and sell orders when the market is closed because he knows he's going to have a lot less emotion when he's doing that. So there you go. Maybe that's one of our plans for 2024 is to be less emotional. But I'm emotional about you listening here. I feel nothing but love that you're bending your ear to this podcast once again that we will continue doing in 2024, even though sometimes it's kind of an afterthought, but I I really enjoy it. I love getting the information out to all you people. I really do thank you for listening, and I hope you have a fantastic, fantastic 2024. Again, sign up for the newsletter. Just go to dapperdividends.com. Haven't done much with the website in a while. It's just kind of there. It's a landing page, so, but hey, that's okay. We're, we got to pick our battles for what we do and what we want to spend our time on because you only get 24 hours in a day you only get a set amount of time in that hourglass of your life and the sands truly are dropping through the hole running out so don't wait for any more years don't wait to do something in 25 years just do it now you don't know how much time you have that's something i'm i'm learning and sharing with you so i thank you so very much for listening once again to this little old podcast we have here. You can follow me on X at RustyRam78 if you want to let me know what you think. Share some thoughts or Russ at DapperDividends.com. You can do that as well. And if you come back, I'll talk to you. Now let's change that. I don't know what I want to say. I was gonna, My brain was like, hey, end it with something really, really smart. I really don't have anything. So thank you for your listenership. I truly, really do appreciate it. 
and I will talk to you in the next podcast episode. So long, everybody, and have a happy, happy new year.